Hi and welcome back to Alpha. It's week seven, it's our penultimate week. And this week we're looking at the theme of the Holy Spirit. Who is he? What does he do? And how can we be filled with the Holy Spirit? My aim in this talk is to introduce us to the Holy Spirit and to offer an opportunity for us to be filled with his love and his grace, to welcome him into our lives. So actually, before I start to speak, I'd like us just to be still for a moment and then for me just to pray. So let's just be still. Father, thank you for these past weeks of Alpha. Thank you for the journey that we have been on together. And thank you for the opportunity to learn more about you. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, would you come and meet with us now? Holy Spirit, would you pour out your presence on us even as I speak? Would you open our eyes and our hearts to see you and know you? I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So far on the Alpha Course, we've covered a lot of ground. But this week we give the Holy Spirit the high profile that he deserves. I often liken the Alpha Course to a jigsaw puzzle. I don't know if you like doing jigsaw puzzles. But hopefully each session of the Alpha Course is just another piece that falls into place so that we get to see the whole picture. It reminds me of a true story that I heard several years ago but has always stayed with me and I've always used it in this talk. It involved a man and his wife, Mr and Mrs Spencer. They used to holiday on the Norfolk Broads. They used to love going on the paddle steamers that would go up and down the waters carrying holidaymakers. Sadly, Mrs. Spencer passed away. And a little time later, Mr. Spencer bought a jigsaw puzzle and it was of one of the paddle steamers, the Southern Comfort. In fact, it was the paddle steamer that they used to holiday on together. And as he began to do that jigsaw puzzle, it brought great comfort to him and happy memories. And soon the picture began to emerge. And then one piece made all the difference, made it personal. And on that piece was actually a picture of his wife. The photograph for the jigsaw puzzle had been taken while they were holidaying on the Southern Comfort. And as he picked up that piece, he began to cry. There were tears of joy, tears of happy memories. That piece made all the difference. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is the piece that makes all the difference to our understanding, our experience of the Christian faith. To our relationship with God. He moves our understanding that 18 inches from our head to our heart. Sometimes that can be the longest journey in the world. 
The Holy Spirit brings our faith to life in a dynamic way. He reveals the truth of the gospel to us and implants within us the love of God. He brings us to the point where we can say, yes, we believe. We believe in Jesus. We believe that he died on the cross for our sins. We believe that he rose again. We believe that he's coming back again to create a new heaven and a new earth and that we are part of his plans. Jesus talked about being born again by the Spirit. The Bible tells us that anyone who becomes a Christian, a follower of Jesus, when they take that step of faith, trusting in Jesus, not only does Jesus save them, forgive them, but at that moment, the Holy Spirit comes and fills them. A new life begins. Our status has changed. We have moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. We have an assurance that we are safe in God's hands. Once we were far away from God, but now we have been drawn near. The Holy Spirit testifies to our spirit that we are accepted, loved, children of God. We are forgiven not because of any goodness in our own lives, but because of the work of Jesus. And we have that gift of eternal life through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The Holy Spirit has been described as God at his closest to us. He is the one who fills that God-shaped hole. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Bible says that he is God, along with God the Father and God the Son, part of the Trinity, God in three persons, three in one. Now that is a divine mystery. There are sort of um, parallels in, in nature that we can use as illustrations. For example, water can be liquid, ice and steam. Or an egg is made up of a shell, a white and a yolk. Now, they're just illustrations of three in one, but God in three persons is a divine mystery. But it's how he reveals himself to us. It's how we experience God. It's how I experienced God. The Bible says that God the Father sent his son to save us. I became a believer in Jesus and he introduced me to a heavenly father who loved me. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit when I believed. There are occasions in the Bible when they all appear together. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, it says, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Notice that that is plural. In Luke chapter 3, when Jesus is baptized, there at the beginning of his public ministry, he's baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. And he is filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes down upon him 
and there is a voice from heaven from the Father saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. In John 14, Jesus tells his disciples about his leaving them. He prepares them that he is going to leave them, but he says this, that he will send another like him, the Holy Spirit, to be with them, to be with them and in them forever. Jesus promised he would never leave us or forsake us and he sends his spirit to be with us. So Jesus came to reveal the Father to us, to die for our sins, to conquer death, and then he sends his Holy Spirit to live within us so that we can live for him in this world. And the Holy Spirit comes to give life, to assure, to empower, to equip, to transform. He did this in creation. The Holy Spirit breathed life into creation, breathed life into mankind. Now it is true that the Holy Spirit has been misunderstood for many years. It didn't help when he was called the Holy Ghost for so long. It just made him sound a little bit spooky. But the Bible clearly reveals God as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is described as a person, as a he, one just like Jesus. And he is variously described as a helper, an advocate, a counsellor, a comforter, a teacher. These are some of the things he does. So what does he do? He brings life. He is the breath of God. He empowers people to do great things for God. Now in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit comes upon particular people at particular times for particular purposes. Men and women like Samson, Deborah, Gideon were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were able to do amazing things for God, often in times of crisis for God's people. Then there were people like the prophets who inspired by the Holy Spirit spoke God's word for the now and for the future. And many of them foresaw the coming of Jesus and the coming of the Holy Spirit. Prophets like Isaiah and Micah and Jeremiah. And they prophesied that one day all people would be filled with the Holy Spirit who believed, who had faith. In fact, the prophet Joel prophesies about the day of Pentecost. He prophesied that one day all believers would be filled with the Spirit. The Spirit also gives gifts to believers to use to encourage one another in the faith. He calls people into leadership. And he grows within each of us what the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. They're described in Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And if you think about those things, they are the characteristics of Jesus. One of the things the Holy Spirit does is to make us more like Jesus. He also teaches and convicts and convinces. 
He indwells, he assures, he empowers. He gives gifts to his church, sometimes in people, apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. But there are also spiritual gifts like tongues, speaking in a heavenly language, the ability to interpret tongues, wisdom, knowledge, hospitality, miracles, administration, giving, service, helps. They're just a few that are named in the Bible, gifts that the Spirit gives. So how can we be filled with the Holy Spirit? Can we be filled with the Holy Spirit? And the Bible says a resounding yes, by believing in Jesus and by asking for the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. Listen to Jesus in Acts chapter one. He says to his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. And again in Luke chapter 11, Jesus says, ask and you will receive. How much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, every Christian has the Holy Spirit. We cannot say Jesus is Lord and mean it in our hearts without having the Holy Spirit prompting that within us. We've had that revelation of who Jesus is. So every believer has the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says that every Christian can go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. There is more. Let me try and illustrate this. In our old house that my wife and I used to live in, there was an old gas boiler. And it uh, was one of those old ones that had that tiny little window where you could look through and see whether the pilot light was on and that would tell you whether the boiler was working or not. But if you turned the thermostat up or called for hot water, this boiler would suddenly burst into life. It would almost shake, there would be a kind of vroomph and that, the technical term I use. We may have the pilot light on, but we can also be filled with the Holy Spirit. We can ask for more. The Apostle Paul, when he writes to the believers in Ephesus, he encourages the believers to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember a lovely Christian man coming to see me he was from a very different Christian tradition and he had heard about the more of the Holy Spirit but never experienced it. He believed in Jesus, he loved Jesus. The pilot light was definitely on but he had never experienced being filled with the Holy Spirit. As we sat together in my office, I simply prayed for him that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as I prayed for him, he was filled. He began to shake gently. He began to cry. He had a real encounter with the Holy Spirit that he'd never had before. And he was never the same again. You may find this difficult to believe, but some churches that you might attend might seem dry and a bit lifeless, as if they're just going through the motions 
a little bit religious. And then there's other places, other churches you can visit and attend, where there's a vibrancy, a life. You can actually feel the difference. And that is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Is he talked about? Is he welcomed? I believe that Jesus wants us all to be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be changed and transformed into his likeness more and more. On the day of Pentecost, that promise in the Old Testament was fulfilled. All the believers, every one of them was filled, not just special ones, everyone was filled. They were transformed, think of Peter. Just a few weeks earlier, Peter had denied Jesus, denied even knowing him, and yet here he is on the day of Pentecost, speaking in front of thousands of people, declaring the truth of who Jesus is and what he had done. He had been transformed by the resurrection of Jesus and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Then we have the Apostle Paul. He was an enemy of the church. In fact, he was a persecutor of the church. He set out to destroy the early church. But in an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus and being filled with the Holy Spirit, he became one of its greatest advocates, greatest scholars, greatest missionaries. What happened to these men? They met with Jesus and were filled with the Holy Spirit. And what did people experience? Well, they experienced the love and the joy and the peace of God. They received an assurance that they were saved and that they were part of God's family. The Spirit actually testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, sons and daughters, adopted into his family. There's wonderful stories of transformation, testimony upon testimony. I remember reading a book called We Dance Because We Cannot Fly, and it was the story of a church in Spain. In fact, it's one of the largest churches in Spain, but it's made up of ex-heroin addicts who have come to faith in Jesus and been transformed. I remember going to hear uh, some of them speak at a church nearby. And they just beamed with the love of God. They knew how much they'd been loved and saved. And the reason why they wrote a book, We Dance Because We Cannot Fly, because when they began to worship, they just used to leap around, filled with such joy. I've personally had encounters with the Holy Spirit that have brought change to my life. Now, I pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day because I need him. For every day and all that is before me in each day, I need his help and his strength and his guidance. But there have been moments, special moments, when I've encountered the Holy Spirit. I remember when I invited Jesus into my life, I was filled with the Spirit. I was changed. At my baptism, when I spoke for the very first time in public about my faith, 
I was filled with the Holy Spirit as I went through those waters. I remember a little old lady at the church who came up to me afterwards and rather prophetically spoke over me that I would become a church leader one day. My first real dynamic experience of the Holy Spirit came a few months later. I was still a very new Christian. I used to go to church and I'd love hearing the message, but I didn't really sing. I thought singing in church was for girls, which was very odd really, because I was still uh, going to football matches and happily singing on the terraces, supporting my favorite football team. I went to uh, one of the big Christian events that were happening at that time. It was called Spring Harvest. And I was in a tent, big tent, with about 5,000 other people. And we were singing and worshipping. And perhaps for the first time in my life, I began to worship with all my heart and singing those songs. And I got quite emotional. And there was one particular song. It was called Rain in Me. And as, as I sang it, I just meant it with all my heart. And I began to cry, which was fine because there were 5,000 other people singing. And when the song stopped, I continued to cry. In fact, I began howling. It was a bit embarrassing, sobbing. A few people who were around me, I didn't know them, but they started laying hands on me and praying over me. Suddenly that auditorium was just filled with my sobbing and howling. And in fact, I was guided out of the tent and guided to a counsellor who was a very nice lady who said to me, well, what's the problem? And I said, well, I don't know what the problem is. I just was singing that song and I just started crying. I meant it with all my heart. And she just said, you've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? From that time onward, I had a sense of calling on my life to, to speak for Jesus. Now I'd been a really shy uh, child and teenager. Yeah, I'd been rebellious in lots of ways, but I could never speak in front of people. But suddenly I had this desire to speak and I was being invited to churches to speak and seeing people become Christians. And I know that that was a work of the Holy Spirit, not of me. I remember one other occasion, a significant encounter. I'd been a church leader for some years and I'd kind of got dry in my own walk with God. And a friend of mine said, come over to his church. God was doing amazing things. The Holy Spirit was being poured out. So I was hungry for more and I went across to visit. And they were just offering invitations for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember going to be prayed for, longing for more. And as I was prayed for, I fell to the floor. And it was just as if the Holy Spirit just um, filled me afresh. It was a significant evening for me. I remember returning back to the church where I was working. And the very next Sunday, I was speaking. 
And at the end of my talk, I gave an invitation for people to come forward to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to ask for more. Before I'd finished the words that I was saying, a man was standing right in front of me. I'd never seen him before. And I asked him, what can I pray for you for? And he said, I want to become a Christian. That was his first time in church. Something had drawn him to that place that day and he became a believer. And as I reached out to pray for him, he just fell to the floor in front of me as if poleaxed. And then people were coming toward the front of the church and as they reached the front of the church, they began to fall down as if they were encountering the holiness of God. It was incredible. Never seen anything like that before. People spoke about just feeling the Holy Spirit in that place. People's lives were changed. So I ask every day to be filled, but not every day has those kind of experiences. But we have that assurance that if we ask, we will receive and we can walk with him every day. I've had the joy of seeing many people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, especially through the Alpha Course. I've seen the Lord heal people miraculously. And we see those glimpses of the kingdom of God breaking in. And we know that one day when Jesus returns, sickness will be no more. Death will be no more. And he will make all things new. I've seen people set free from evil spirits. It's all the work of the Holy Spirit. God at his closest to us. God at work among us. So I want to end today's talk in a similar way that I started it, with a prayer. If you've been listening and want to ask Jesus into your life, perhaps for the very first time, you can do that as we pray. Maybe you've been listening and you would like to ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Well, you can ask. And we have that assurance from Jesus that those who ask will receive. So let's just be still for a moment and pray. Dear Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, thank you for your amazing love for each one of us. Father, thank you for sending your Son to be our Saviour. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us on the cross. Thank you for conquering death through your resurrection. And thank you for sending your Holy Spirit. We choose to put our trust in you today. We believe in you. And I pray that you would fill each person who is asking for more of your Holy Spirit today, that they may have an encounter with you. 
and that you would do that work in us of transformation, of assurance, of helping us to live as those who trust in Jesus, know the Father's love and are filled with your spirit. Come Holy Spirit, fill your church again that we may be a vibrant witness to all that you've done, Lord Jesus. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you and we'll see you next week.